Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers on the broadcast today. Al Mancini joins us. He's been a food journalist in Las Vegas for decades, and he's got some amazing thoughts on F1 and how it could be better next year and ongoing. He's here for the whole show on all new Nevada Newsmakers. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot clothing store and a whole lot more for the cold days ahead jackets hoodies flannel shirts insulated bib overalls thermal underwear beanies and merino wool socks big r hardware clothing and a whole lot more as you know reno is booming Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. It's the $200,000 Cars and Cash giveaways at Carson Valley Inn. Cash and prize drawings Thursdays and Saturdays. Plus, win a 2023 Ford F-150 or we'll pay you cash instead. Don't miss your chance to play and win. Cars and Cash at the Carson Valley Inn. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. For 50 years, Nevada Heating has been keeping people comfortable in their homes. At Nevada Heating, call the Do It Right guys and get the heat back on today. Call us today and we'll fix it today. That's the Nevada Heating way. Why freeze for days on end when Nevada Heating can get your furnace fixed today? Call us today and we'll fix it today at 323-5585 or schedule us on our website at nevadaheating.com. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad on No Holds Barred Political Forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. Delighted to welcome to the program somebody I have been reading on and off for years. Al Mancini is here. A lot of you may remember him from his reviews in the Las Vegas Review Journal. He now hosts Neon Feast, which is a wonderful app for anybody that is traveling to Las Vegas or lives in Las Vegas. If you want to know about restaurants and where to go and, and what you're going to get when you uh, get there, uh, Neon Feast is a great app. That's all you got to do is search it and uh, you will have a great guide. Al, welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Well, the reason I'm having you is because Abby Whitaker, my good friend and a good friend of this program, uh, reposted a column that you wrote um, on Facebook. And I thought it was remarkable because it was about F1. And it tied up in a neat bundle all of the problems with F1 and all the solutions for F1 going forward. And I read this thing and reread it, and then I had to get a hold of you and ask you to come on the program. So, oh, thanks all, so much. Well, you're very welcome, but I mean, it was so well done. Um, so, let's start out with what did you think of the whole concept of F1 coming to Las Vegas? 
Yeah, well, when I heard that F1 was coming to Las Vegas, look, I am a cheerleader. I'm an I'm unabashed cheerleader for the city of Las Vegas. I love big things coming to Las Vegas. And as far as I'm concerned, it can never be bigger. It can never it never be too big. It can never be too much. It can never be too over the top, right? So when I heard about F1, I originally thought, wow, tremendous spectacle. This is going to be fantastic. Um, it's going to be something new. I've never seen one of these races. I'd love to see one. Um, and then like everybody else, I started catching on to the fact that this, the city was not getting excited about it in the same way that it gets excited about other big things. And, you know, we all heard the griping online and it can kind of be hard to, to sort through that noise because some people will just complain about everything. And some people really like to get in the way of progress and they don't like the inconvenience that comes with Las Vegas being a growing city. I'm not one of those people. I'm willing to endure any inconvenience as long as it's, you know, for the betterment of Las Vegas. So I was still pretty optimistic. But as we got closer and closer and closer, I started to notice that this is, was an event that didn't really seem aimed at doing what Las Vegas does best. And what Las Vegas does best is throw giant spectacles that are geared towards every single price range. And that there's some experience in there for everybody. And, you know, when we started noticing on some of the reports, I don't even know how true they were originally, but the reports that were getting out there that they were they were holding up some of the businesses saying we're going to you know build an obstructed view in front of your windows unless you give us a certain amount of money. And we started hearing all of this. And the vibe that I kept getting was that this is turning into more and more of an elite event that if you don't have several thousand dollars for a weekend pass. This is going to be so far out of your price range that you're not even supposed to go anywhere near the strip. And I started hearing that then from people in power, you know, that, well, stay away from the strip that weekend. You don't want to be anywhere there. And as we got closer and closer to it, I started getting nervous because that was not, you know, a, a normal level of griping that you hear from disgruntled Las Vegans. This was people saying, I can't get to work. I'm worried that I'm not going to have a sold out, you know, weekend that weekend. I'm worried that business is going to be slow. And that's sort of the trade off in Las Vegas, that as long as you give people good business, we put up with everything. Right. And we happily put up with everything. But then suddenly the, the the reports that people weren't even able to sell out their restaurants, that people weren't able to put butts in seats that weekend. So then I got a little skeptical. And look, I'll tell you, I got invited down to F1 and I had a blast at one of the practice nights. I thought this was a tremendous over the top everything that was promised. Um, but then on the night of the race, I didn't go and I went downtown and I saw the arts district in Las Vegas much slower than usual. I heard reports about Chinatown being deserted. I heard reports about downtown casinos that were just completely empty. And I said, yeah, you know, people who are complaining clearly had some kind of point because this is not resonating with everybody. This has not packed our entire city. And we've all heard the reports about them having to lower the prices on rooms. But by the time that happened, I felt like people had already said, well, we're not going to Vegas that weekend. And we actually had one of the largest, most spectacular events in Las Vegas's history at a weekend when our rooms weren't even sold out. And that just seemed ridiculous to me. And it just seemed like maybe we could do it a little better next year because it's a huge event and I want people to be excited about it, but I think you have to do more next year. Well, let's go through some of your points that uh, you brought up um, because you, you really nailed it in my opinion, in terms of in the big picture that Vegas has always been a place of multiple price points and, and within um, certain companies, for example, Station Casinos has Red Rock, 
uh, but they also have locals casinos that are at much lower price points. So people can go to whichever ones they, they can afford and want to go to. And, you know, you also made a point about first class rooms. You know, everybody was charging five, six times what they normally would, even in regular places, let alone the five million, the one million, the hundred thousand uh, that were being charged by some people. So address that if you would. Yeah, well, that is, look, what makes Las Vegas so much fun is that we seem to realize that we, we, we are a playground for every price range. We are here that no matter who you are in the, in the United States of America and even from overseas, you come to Las Vegas, we'll give you some kind of crazy experience. We'll give you a lot of fun. We'll give you a great experience. And, you know, I see that even on New Year's Eve, there are inexpensive New Year's Eve parties, even though that they're over the top events. And, you know, even uh, the Super Bowl, I'm sure there are going to be fan fests and things like that, that you can come to Las Vegas, even if you'll never get anywhere near Allegiant Stadium, but you can still partake in part of the experience. That is, again, you, you, you hit the nail on the head. These giant casino companies, they have a hotel in every price range. Because they know that they want to get every single type. You know, nobody's too poor or too rich to come to Las Vegas. And no other city that I know of can say that. You know, some do the ultra rich really well. Some do budget travel really well. Very few give you something completely outlandish in every price range. So that's where we excel. So if you're going to do an event, you have to make sure that you can draw people from every single price range. Because as you said, just taking the price of a mid-level casino or even a bargain budget casino on the Las Vegas Strip and suddenly trying to charge thousands of dollars a night for that, I don't know who your target audience is there because the people who come in by private jet are not going to be happy with a mid-level room in a mid-level hotel, right? They're, they're simply not. They're not going to pay that kind of money. And the people who would be happy with those rooms, who would love those rooms, who would love that they could look out their window and see F1 off in the background, they're not coming now when you have raised the prices to thousands of dollars per night. So then rooms sit empty. Then restaurants sit empty. Experiences sit empty. The only people who are dining out, and that, of course, for me, I've been covering restaurants in this town for over 20 years. I'm happy when the restaurants are full and when they're doing a great job for their fans and for their audience. And when I was hearing that even at the highest end, restaurants were not booking up because the people who would normally go to these Michelin star level restaurants all had packages down at the paddock. They were all there as a guest of Ferrari or as a guest of Porsche or whomever, or they bought a $20,000 package or, or maybe a $10,000 package, whatever it was to sit at the, um, the fountain club in Bellagio. So they weren't even going to the fine dining restaurants that they could afford. And then who was going, who were going to them. So it just felt like there wasn't something for everyone. And that as a result, those people who cater to mid-level guests just had really bad weekends. They did not go home with a ton of money in their pocket from tips. And I do realize that people at the highest end at the blackjack tables that are, you know, $500 or maybe $5,000 a hand, they did have a phenomenal weekend. But Vegas doesn't function when only one portion of our workforce is doing well. Yeah, and, and I just want to pick up on the point you made there, which is that, you know, even though there's uh, over 150,000 rooms available in Las Vegas on any given night, um, not all of them are first-class rooms. So if you're suddenly paying $1,000 a night and you're staying at, 
you know, and I don't want to mention any names because I don't want to burn anybody, but you're staying at a lower level property. Um, nothing wrong with that property, but it ain't worth a thousand bucks a night. Yeah, it, it's not. And if you can, you know, who, so who's going? Who are you drawing there? You know, who are the people? Are those are they then going to spend the money to stay at a thousand dollar a night for a mid-level property, a mid-level room? And then are they really going to go out and buy multi-thousand dollar packages? I mean, there's just not that many people. And I think F1 has to realize that. And and by the way, great organization. It seems they put on a great event. I don't have anything against, you know, F1. I want to see them succeed. But I think they have to realize that it, this is not some other city where you come into and you say, hey, look, we made all of your hotels be sold out at, at 80 percent. Right. As if that that's a favor to that city. That's not a favor to Las Vegas having, you know, whatever the occupancy rates are. We do 90 plus percent occupancy most weekends, at least as far as I know. Um, and yes, this did sort of come in in a dead period. But, you know, Las Vegas doesn't really have dead periods anymore. We haven't since the pandemic. You know, we've had people in rooms just about every weekend from the pandemic. So when you have a less than sold out weekend in Las Vegas, that's actually a disappointment to a lot of people. And it doesn't matter how many of the private jet class you brought in and put into the super high roller suites if the rooms five stories below them are empty. Um, you know, I, I think that um, NFR um, is an example of what can be done because um, the, the town is sold out for 10 nights uh, for NFR, the National Finals Rodeo. Um, and yet, a ton of people don't have tickets to Thomas and Mac, but all the properties put on parties and they entertain the folks. You don't have to actually go. Like you were saying, to a, getting into Allegiant for the Super Bowl, you're not necessarily going to make it, but you're going to have a great time in Las Vegas. So I think that that's one thing that, that everybody needs to think about. The other thing is, and Tick Segerblum was on the program a couple of weeks ago talking about the inconvenience for all of the employees on the Strip and having to get bussed in. Um, and, and, and it shows that, and this is so ironic, that the monorail you know, which was dying so many times when it was under private ownership, is now thriving under the convention authority and being used for all manner of things. And yet it's gonna have to go away because you can't get the trains and the parts anymore. But, but do you think that the NFR idea is more of one that could be utilized here, whether again, there's something for everybody? Yeah, I think the NFR idea is, a, you know, it definitely shows how you have people in every price range, something for everybody. You just want to be in the city while it's going on. Right. And that's the fun thing about every event that really electrifies Las Vegas. It's just fun to be here while it's happening. You come from March Madness. You may never leave your own hotel, you know, um, sports book. Right. You may never go out for anything fancy, but you're in the city while something great is happening. And. That's so now by way of comparison, then we have F1 where something great is happening and everybody's being told, don't come downtown, don't come close to the event, stay far away. Right. It's just it's anathema to what Las Vegas is all about. Las Vegas is always supposed to be about get as close as you can to the action as you possibly can afford. I've never heard of government officials telling people to stay away from the strip. I mean, that's just it's, I've been living here 20 years. I can't remember anybody ever saying, if you don't have to be there, don't go to the Strip. Because normally we want everybody on the Strip. So, yeah, it was crazy. and it, But that was the reason. It was hard to park. It was hard to, to get the buses that commuted you there. The, um, the locals who worked on the Strip were getting more and more and more aggravated, you know, every day as this thing approached. 
And again, I think everybody would have gone home happy if they had a huge weekend, if they all had a lot of money in their pocket and they were headed back to their local video poker bar flush and all the money was trickling down through the economy. I honestly believe everybody would have forgotten about the inconvenience and said, okay, man, but you know what? We all made money because that is what is at the heart of it here in Las Vegas, but that didn't happen. And then suddenly all of those months of inconvenience, all of those weeks of, you know, having to add an extra hour to your commute each way and no payoff, then I think it kind of bubbled over. And I wasn't trying to pile on that negativity. I was really trying to work out in my head, how could the greatest entertainment city on earth do this huge spectacle and so many people were not happy and i really just tried to deconstruct what we what i was hearing in the unhappiness well and i agree and and that was the reason i wanted to join if it had just been a big burn on las vegas and and the event that would have been a different story you'd have just been one of many writing things like that but you were so constructive let's take a break we'll come back and i've got some other ideas for you we'll be right back after this timeout. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy? Enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. The Nevada Builders Alliance has been protecting the interests of the construction industry for over 50 years. Our programs save members thousands of dollars every year and allow them to provide much-needed benefits to their employees. Our industry also allows Nevada to grow. If you're thinking about a career in the construction industry, reach out. And if you haven't thought of a career in construction, what are you waiting for? We are the Nevada Builders Alliance. Pro Group Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, Pro Group takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. Pro Group Management, workers' comp that works for you. Tis the season for the Holiday Cash Express at Tamarack Casino. We're trimming the tree with weekly cash giveaways, including a $5,000 winner every Saturday, plus $70,000 in grand prize stocking stuffers, including two $15,000 Holiday Cash winners guaranteed. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Al Mancini. He runs the Neon Feast uh, Guide, which is uh, a great app uh, that you can get from your app store, and I thoroughly recommend it. Um, one of the things that, that happened was that with all the road closures and all the, the pre-event stuff, not even including what happened during the event, there were a lot of businesses that actually just got shut down and had no business, including a lot of restaurants. What do you think is the responsibility of F1, the convention authority, others, to reimburse or make good those businesses for what they lost. Yeah, I mean, that that's a tough one. I mean, I think I, I don't know that anybody's ever going to give out reimbursements or get, you know, cut checks or things like that. And I wouldn't expect that. I mean, certainly I'm sure those companies would appreciate it. But I think that, you know, the, the real goal is making sure that moving forward that the 
that what they put in this year, that the inconveniences they suffered this year are paid back in future years. And and that should always happen, by the way. I mean, it, that's what was a little weird about it, because if there are people shutting down your area to build these pedestrian overwalks and these crazy bridges, well, you would think those workers would be going into your restaurant or your bar at night and, you know, after they got off work and having a food or having a drink, going in for lunch, whatever. Um, so I don't know why that didn't happen. I don't know why we didn't see that happen. But I would certainly say that, you know, if I'm Formula One and I have all these workers around who are doing stuff, then I'm going to make sure they patronize. I'm going to find ways to make sure they patronize those local businesses. You know, they're on the site. They're putting up signs anyway. Why aren't they going to these businesses for lunch? And I don't know what you've got to do as an organizer, as F1, to make sure that that happens. But certainly cater in or something, you know, or give out coupons or do something where the people who are right there where all of your employees are working are patronizing these places. Okay, another thing that you brought up was familiarizing the town with F1. Because unlike so many other events, I mean, everybody knows about football, baseball, basketball, etc., um, but not that many people in the United States are that familiar with F1. They know a lot more about NASCAR than they do F1. Uh, just throw out, we've got a couple of minutes here to talk about, um, you know, w what they should be doing in your opinion to familiarize Las Vegas with this event all the way from adults down to kids. Well, look, I, you know, I came to Las Vegas, I didn't follow any sports and I ended up following the Golden Knights because I thought it would be good for our town to have a hockey team. And I put some money down on tickets. Right. But I came in as a new a new hockey fan. And wow, did did the Golden Knights really do outreach, right? To put players out there in the community, to put lessons out there, to have youth hockey so that people learned how to play. They learned they were watching their kids learn the rules at the same time they were learning the rules for themselves. And I, look, I've seen that with every new sport that's come to Las Vegas while I've been here. I mean, I remember, you know, NBA does fan weekends, you know, around uh, around March Madness. There's all kinds of crazy stuff. There are all kinds of other activities. And it really, to me, is usually on the organization that wants to generate um, the the excitement about their sport. So why not fan activities? That, that huge paddock that they built down there that we all drove by and we had no idea what it was. Why weren't they doing things in there? Why weren't there cars in there that you could maybe bring your kids in to see for a $5 admission, you know, in the months that were leading up to the building of all of that? Why weren't they out, you know, in, in local parks with retired race cars saying, come out and meet, learn about it? Why weren't we learning all these public interest stories? And why didn't all the local TV and radio shows, and I'm not talking about myself, I'm talking about all the ones that people watch every single morning or listen to every single morning, why weren't they out in Miami at the Miami Grand Prix broadcasting live for a week so that they could get people here in Las Vegas excited about all the little individual stories about who these racers are? You know, our first introduction to one of the apparently top racers of F1 was when he trashed Las Vegas, you know, and that's the first time a lot of us heard his name. I mean, that's not right. You know, and I get it. He's a professional athlete and he may not have been having a great time with that race. But, you know, you need to tell these people that they're ambassadors of their sports. And you can just see it in Las Vegas by how quickly each team has been adopted by this by this city. And it has a lot to do with how much time they spend out in the communities really representing, you know, their sport and trying to get people excited. All right. Let's take another break and we'll be right back. Safety is the number one priority for the trucking industry. Over $7 billion a year is spent on technology like this electronic eye that will apply the brakes automatically. But the most important factor for safety is the truck driver. These hardworking men and women 
who safely move over 70% of our nation's freight and 94% of Nevada's. We thank you because trucks move America forward. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to carsoncitygreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers, we continue our conversation with Al Mancini. He has an app called Neon Feast, and the website is neonfeast.com. Uh, you got 30 seconds to tell us what this uh, is all about. Okay, there you go. The, the short version, look, if you ever wanted to have an insider's guide to Las Vegas, that's what Neon Feast is all about. I've been writing about food in this town for over 20 years, but I've done it as a professional journalist with big papers, small papers. And the one thing a journalist does compared to a critic is we interview experts. We don't just try to give you our own personal opinion. So as a journalist, I just send out surveys to the people that I know and trust, the chefs at the absolute best restaurants. And I say, where do you dine? Where do you send your friends and your family when they're looking for cheap eats, a date night place, um, someplace to celebrate a special occasion? Where do you go for when you want Japanese? Where do you want go when you want Italian off the strip? I send out this survey to people who really know what they're talking about. I come, I get all their answers back. And that's how we created Neon Feast. There's about 100 categories. They range from date night restaurants to, again, cheap eats to special occasion restaurants. Uh, to ethnic each ethnic cuisine, to where to watch the, the game, things like that. And these are all places that local F&B professionals send their friends and family. So that's what it's all about. It's about coming to Vegas and asking an insider where you should eat. Well, it's a great website and it's a great app, neonfeast.com, or just uh, uh, search Neon Feast in your app store. And thank you so much for doing this, Alan. Thank you so much for writing this. I think this will be a great guide to a lot of industry professionals to see how they can make the next two F1s terrific so that there'll be another seven years after that and nobody will be complaining. They'll all be thrilled because of what you did. Thank you, sir. Come back again soon and let's talk about restaurants, okay? Sounds great. Anytime. All right. And we'll be right back. Remember 2010 in northern Nevada, 13 to 14 percent unemployment, thousands of homes in foreclosure, Nevada's casinos closing? Families in the Reno Sparks area were hurting. Many were losing everything. Then Story County launched a game changer for our region, a public-private industrial partnership, streamlined permitting slash bureaucracy, attracting Fortune 500 companies that made Nevada their home. Story County generated a river of cash to area communities. Economic studies by the state and others for the Gigafactory consistently show positive economic benefits for our region. Four billion in local wages, 17 billion in consumer spending and economic activity, 
over $100 million in taxes to Washoe, Story, Reno, Sparks, and Nevada, just for the Gigafactory alone. Story County, improving Northern Nevada one industry at a time. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Thanks for watching Nevada Newsmakers. You can catch us online 24 hours a day at nevadanewsmakers.com or you can download the podcast wherever you like to get your podcast. We'll see you on the next broadcast.